Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, my friends, welcome to Tuesday's short, sharp, sweet shock of rock. I'm Alan Avril. This is Agitators Anonymous. The Tuesday, what can we call it? The little metal gossip rock column, something like this. Going to ramble across a few different things straight out of the gate. Follow me on Nemthy Angle underscore Primordial and Primordial underscore Official on Instagram. If you wish, if you want to support the show, go over to patreon.com slash Alan Averill and you can find other um, various bits and pieces, rehearsals, songs, discussions, lots of confusion about crypto and what Bitcoin means, old man shouts at clouds type comments from yours truly all that kind of thing the show is sponsored by metalblade.com in north america use the promo code alan to get 10 percent off your order also hate couture h-a-t-e-c-o-u-t-u-r-e 616.com forward slash use the promo code alan for free shipping both links are in the description um, and if you think to yourself well god damn it this seems like a good place to um, maybe advertise my band, my demo, my label, my tattoo studio, my coal town mining plant, um, whatever it is you think might be appropriate. Then, yes, the numbers rise exponentially and there are hundreds upon hundreds of listens um, every day, sometimes even thousands. Well, you know, almost. Anyway, quite a lot. So, Get in touch, slide into my DMs if you wish, and we can discuss um, what form of payment that may take. Well, now, so what is in today's gossip column? I'm going to talk a bit about something that I think is going to be happening um, across the industry, the music industry, that is, in the next 6, 9, 12 months or a year, and that is cancelled tours, cancelled shows. Um, you probably heard me talk about the band Mantar on here. I've been enjoying their last album a lot. And um, it went into the German charts at two. Um, now, it must be said, um, well, the, the new Amon Amarth just went in at number one. Getting into the charts 
is not what it used to be. The last Primordial album uh, is four years ago and it went into the German charts at nine, you know, which is, it's gratifying and it's great and a part of you is thrilled because, hey, I love statistics and charts and numbers and all that kind of thing. And so it piqued a part of my teenage brain that used to really love top 10s and top 20s and I still kind of do. But I am also aware that what that means in the 2020s is not what it once meant. It is not what it meant um, back in the 80s or the 90s. And also the calculation of this top 10 can also be based on some form of revenue income. So metal bands tend to have lots of special editions which have a higher profit margin. And I think that has something to do with the... um, With the placing as well. But taking nothing from Mantar, it's fucking cool that a band who's come up with this unusual kind of sound in the last 10 years or whatever, um, at least it seems to me they've been around about 10 or 12 or 13 years. I don't remember them from the olden days. Um, But this band, by all accounts, are doing well. By all accounts. um, I mean, hey, look, they're on Metal Blade. That's Primordial's label doing their job. And here we are, Mantar number two in the German charts. Um, like I said, that comes with a few caveats. But then today, um, the announcement that their tour is cancelled for what seems to be low ticket sales. Now, this is a conundrum, and I'm going to try and discuss why that might be. And um, it's nothing particularly about Mantar. I think this is going to be happening to a lot of tours. But what are the reasons for this? Um, And what can be done to insulate the scene against this? If anything, I'm finding it hard to find an answer. (laughs) I almost tried to rhyme that with Mantar, but there you go. Hmm. Anyway, so looking at their tour dates, there isn't actually, you know, there isn't actually that many. They are doing... um, It's a strange collection of dates. The 10th, the 15th, 17th, 24th, 29th, 30th, 5th, 7th and 8th. They're not doing consecutive days. They, they, I would imagine they're mostly weekends. Um, uh, one of them probably has a complicated job. I can't get the time off. So they're not even doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. But these are big venues, some of them. Um, <clears throat> well, okay. 500 to 1,000 capacity venues, it looks like to me, just on an overview. Also, they have the rather excellent band Valborg supporting. I don't know if any of you know Valborg. Um Valborg somehow reminds me of if Triptychon met the Ramones in a a fight for Hellhammer riffs or something like this, but with this robotic um, sort of structure. Um, anyway, not beside, not not really part of the uh, debate or the discussion, but worth checking out. But anyway, yeah, Mantar have cancelled this tour, and I had to go and put it into Google Translate. But what you see is what's left for 2022. And let us assure you that no one is more frustrated, disillusioned and depressed than ourselves. Um, We and dozens of other bands who are going through the same thing. Yep, certainly are. And it's not about the crying around here. Um, Has never been any, uh, been, slow down Avril, has never been of any use and is not our style. Too much caffeine can do this to a man. Um, If anyone wants to sell me, see some under the counter, um, go faster pills. God damn it. Get in touch. That would be a sweet sponsorship um, if you could do that. Anyway, then I wouldn't have to drink eight cups of coffee and hurt my liver in the process. Anyway, we don't want to tell you shit and ramble on about logistical reasons or reasons beyond our control. It's time to wipe the sound out of our eyes and just say what the phase is. We're screwed. You obviously too. 
for years now, years in capital letters, like many other many others, we've been hoping that the situation will calm down and normality will return. Unfortunately, that doesn't look like it. Left and right, above and below, masses of concerts are being cancelled and, if possible, postponed again and again and again. And that is just the beginning. The reason for this is simple. Far few tickets are bought. Um, this is not about complaining, just explaining the situation. Um, so I just thought I would discuss this for a little bit because it is pretty interesting. Um, it seems to me that festivals um, that have a name, um, have established credibility, will survive. Smaller festivals are going to struggle. But the touring thing, um, I know, as I said, you know, probably bored the hell out of everybody by saying the profit margin <clears throat> for a musician to make something from being on tour has at least been reduced by 30-40% from three or four years ago. Um, don't forget Mantar are a two-piece and they're travelling within Germany to play in Germany. So they don't even have the costs of a full band travelling. Like Primordial is going to travel um, on Thursday to um, Midgard's Blot and then we will connect through, I think, Schiphol or Copenhagen. So two flights to get to Oslo each with luggage, with bags and it's 50 euro for each guitar, each flight. So each each guitar is, um, you know, costing 200 euro. Then you go uh, to another connecting flight the next day to get to Vienna, to go to Kaltenbach Open Air, and then two more flights to get the next day. So you're looking at a huge cost, uh, flight cost, luggage cost. We have a crew of just one. But um, Mantar here now are not shifting the tickets that, that somehow um, seem to make sense. And when I you just consider that their album just went into the charts at number two what is not matching up here what is not making sense about this um because their overheads of travel are even smaller than most um most bands a friend of mine contacted me to say <coughs> recently he had this incredible tour idea for eastern europe and let's be honest um I'm going to say it as a musician when I look at the tour schedule and go oh okay that city again um, listen, it's cool, but a part of me is like, God damn it, I want to be playing in Skopje and North Macedonia or Belgrade or Sarajevo. But he put together this tour schedule that I think was like a geographical wish list of places to visit before you die. And I had to say to him, you know, petrol is still going to be petrol costs. They've gone up by X amount per day. Um, guarantees of the money of the fees are low, but let's be honest, the two bands you've chosen to examine this adventure with um that's 10 flights into central europe um to start in one point and go home from another point um we're talking about being already four or five plus thousand euro in the hole and you want to tour um eastern europe it just won't work and that's for a tour like that so if Mantar are saying this when they're only a two-piece within Germany, I'd really like to get one of them on the podcast. I'm going to see if I can do that and discuss what's been going on here. Because, like I said, that many things um, are as part of the music industry are um, happening as fallout from pandemic and lockdown that I'm not sure are going to be fixed or resolved. And even though, you know, people have come up to me during the summer and gone, hey, here's a beer. You said we'd never be at a festival again, um, which I never quite said. I was, don't forget, I was right for um, a whole summer and then another summer. Um, but still, complications are happening. Now, what are those complications? And the fact is that people are just not buying tickets. I think after two or three years 
of being burned, of having their tickets sitting there, probably on the fridge or on the wall somewhere, you know, Aussie, blah, 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 cancelled, 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 re-postponed. Just so the money keeps floating around in the system and people don't ask for their money back. People just got tired of, um, they just got tired of the shows that they've been paid for being just postponed and rescheduled all the time. So they just go, um, and it's a little bit more like the Mediterranean attitude. Well, I'll buy a show. I'll buy a ticket on the day if I feel like it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because don't forget, for two and a half years, we were conditioned to consider the restrictions before we were to consider our own uh, liberty or freedom to go and see uh, a gig to take part in the communion of art or whatever you want to say and that's how I would say it we were taught to um, consider the restrictions first so many people were just going you know what I'll leave it to the day and then add in the fact that people have become now used to staying at home pour a glass of wine oh maybe it's better to do this on a Friday or Saturday night the sociability of um, you know the sociability factor as a percentage of 100 has um, been has been decreased and decreased and decreased. It's become lower and lower for people. And um, it's pretty simple. What's happening is that some people are choosing to just go, oh, I don't really feel like that. And if you leave your ticket buying up to the last moment, it allows you an out. Kind of you know yourself when your phone is ringing and you're looking at your phone and you're going, God damn it, just text me. Um, who answers the phone anymore? And that is because you 
socially have been conditioned to not really want the hassle of the human contact of answering the phone. Um, you want an easy out, which is how many times have been sitting at home and somebody's been hassling you to go out and be social and you go, oh, I could just send, ten, send a text and say, oh, don't feel too well. This is the equivalent of what's happening for a percentage of people in relation to gigs. If you don't buy your ticket, you don't have to socially commit. Um, that, of course, and the fact that I think having... If you've listened to my podcast about my running battle with the Deutsche Bahn official trying to make me wear my mask is <clears throat> the fact that an awful lot of Germans and, you know, Manta are popular mainly, mainly, I say in Germany. I'm sure they'll become popular everywhere else. Um, not to say only, but that's their biggest fan base. Um, Germans um, are expecting, I think, the move back into elements of restriction. I, told, I talked before about it, and I think it's true, but there is a vote happening um, in the German parliament which would reintroduce mask wearing from like October to April. Um, and this will surely have repercussions for venues, for gigs, for people going to gigs, um, for the fact that they're going to have to take a lateral flow test once again um, to prove that they can go in, but probably still have to wear a mask. And they're going to leave it up to um, cautious, selfish narcissistic you know rent-seeking politicians um who are you know peddling this in my opinion um you know this fear and authoritarianism and the unwillingness to just let go they want to hang on to these to this you know to the strands of power they want to hang on to these kind of things and still be able to wield um control social control over people that's how i view it because i don't really see any of this backed up by um some form of medical emergency whatever you want to say but i think many people believe that um restrictions will come back into place so therefore you get um how can a tour happen mainly in germany um in you know autumn wintertime flu season we would have once called it how can that happen if you're going to um constantly anticipate that more restrictions are coming and are you going to pay 30 euro for a ticket to go and see a band and go fuck it i've got to wear a mask i know i probably wouldn't i wouldn't stand there in a venue with a fucking mask on um for <clears throat> you know two three hours in the heat with three or four five hundred other people i just would choose not to take part in that and it seems like many other people are um choosing maybe not only for that reason but for other reasons as well they're choosing this um, to not take part. Um, and that's before we get to what is perhaps the most important reason, and that is the um, the cost of living crisis. And I think we can all see that the energy crisis discussion is going to become very big in Germany. Um, you can thank, amongst others, your very lovely people like Gerhard Schroeder and other German politicians for supping at the... Um, what could you say? Suckling at the teat of Gazprom of taking uh, Russian um, oil money or whatever you want to say, energy money for the last 10 or 15 years and making you guys a little bit dependent on um, that sweet, sweet energy that Mr. Putin is selling. Um, you know, don't take me entirely seriously, but that's kind of a bit sort of it. And people are anticipating big energy cost hikes during the winter. Um, apparently that's, I was listening to one um, political correspondent who was saying that that's maybe what Putin's strategy is going to be to make Germany back out of their unilateral support for Ukraine is by waiting until winter and then 
um, turning off some of those some of those knobs and levers and leaving you guys a little bit high and dry and a little bit cold. Who knows? That's just random nonsense for me. But it might not be so far from the truth. So maybe people are anticipating big energy hikes, um, big cost hikes. Uh, I can see it here in Ireland is that um, as prices just keep going up and up and up and up, a night out just to go and have a night out, let alone even consider a hotel in Ireland, which is insane. It's 150 to 250 euro a night. You are really talking about, if you want to come up from Galway to say to Dublin to go and see a gig, get a hotel, have a pint, buy um, some merch, um, that kind of thing, you're, it's going to cost you two, 300 euro. And so people are voting with their wallets and deciding, ah, you know, that 30 euro for that gig and all the, um, all the other things that surround it, um, are just don't seem like something that I can commit to right now, considering the very, very real um, cost of living crisis that uh, I don't think is really going to go anywhere. I don't think it's um, going to die down as we knew it. I think that too many people have too much um, wealth and power to accumulate by keeping us in this heightened state of um, consumption through fear or whatever else ah okay sure of course there are bubbles and they get punctured and um look i'm not i ain't no economist i ain't no scientist um lying to me getting me pissed etc um but it certainly seems like where we are is going to take a lot an awful long time to get back to i'm not going even going to say normality because i certainly think the year of cheap flights of flying is probably over now that probably is going to dovetail with the um you know the, some of the climate change discussion um which is a complicated one to have because people are so emotionally invested in either side of it as they appear to be about everything now so that nuance and context ends up suffering but the bottom line is that people are just kind of not buying tickets and if you're booking a band at a festival and you go, okay, um, I don't know, let's pick. Um, you're booking XYZ band, um, little rush shout out there. But if you're book booking the band XYZ and their fee is X amount, um, at some stage you have to pay the deposit on that fee, which is maybe half, which is kind of like an act of goodwill. But usually it's done so as the booking agency can buy the flights for XYZ band. And, but if no one's bought tickets, where is your money for that deposit coming from? So it's a kind of circular argument. So you can see then, of course, X Festival um, wants to make its money back and will charge, um, you know, merch, greater merch commissions, greater percentages, that kind of thing. That's what, you know, Friday's podcast is going to be about, the rent-seeking practice of merch commissions. Um, a lot of music industry chat. It's good music industry heavy kind of chat recently. Um, you know, just, I think people are a bit, um, as I said, worn out with some of the political commentary from a couple of months ago, and I totally understand that. But it's always kind of there in a background undercurrent, like a task running on your old cranky machine as it tries to grind through the gears and open those pages. Um, it's always there in the background because it, uh, the, it's, if music industry is like the sort of micro, um, you know, the microstructure to this, then the, the macro of, you know, geopolitics, whatever you want to call it, filters down, shit runs downhill. And so therefore you end up in this strange place where 
on the face of it, you see bands doing well and you go prospering and you go, wow, look at that, Mantard, album number two in the German album charts. And then the next week they go, oh, their, their tour is cancelled because of poor ticket sales. How do these two things correlate? It's very strange. But also many labels will tell you that during lockdown they did very well out of mail orders and they did very well or out of special editions and all this kind of stuff. And they found a way to um, insulate themselves from a lot of things because um, once people realized, oh, right, we're staying at home, then they got out the credit card and started to order a few things. Is there an answer to this? I don't really know. I mean, the solving of some elements of the energy crisis is obviously beyond not only mostly my understanding, but I think of um, anything we can really wish for in 2022. I don't think it's going to fix itself. So should you try and spend the money you're not sure if you're going to have on tickets? I totally understand it. I totally understand the reticence to do so. But the problem is then that the catch-22 is that... um, Bands might just end up cancelling all the time. Um, I don't think a band can, um, you know, exist on the knowledge that maybe a week before or two or three or four days before tickets will pick up. It might slowly seem, it might slowly unfold that you will see the death of touring. Not the death is a bit hyperbolic, but the... um, from middle-sized bands who make a little bit from touring, you'll see less and less and less of that. Smaller bands will keep going on tour who never made any money before and huge big bands. But the, the middle the um, the middle class, let's call it, will be perhaps squeezed out of the conversation. Anyway, my friends, that's just what I wanted to ramble a bit about today. The strange situation of the optics of doing well, but the practical realities of struggling in the music industry. Anyway. Over and out, Tuesday's Agitators Anonymous.